first of all, listen, uh, it's interesting about all these young guys today. They never call on us and say, hey, thanks for the kind word and telling me how great a player I am. But when they play like crap and we call them out, they, we don't know what we're talking about. Listen, I'm easy to find, but I get sick of these guys complaining. Uh, these you, young guys, they never call us and say, when a coach is wrong, I'm going to call him out. But when players are wrong, I'm going to call them out. But listen, I'm going to criticize guys that they deserve it. And listen, they can kiss my ass if they don't like it. What's going on, YouTube? Nathan back with another video presentation. I hope you guys are all well. Hope you're staying safe. Happy Friday. Um, before we get into the video, there's a few things I need to say up front. Um, I have uploaded season, the rest of season two, and I'm up to episode six of uploading it on Anchor that can go towards Spotify. So <clears throat> I've been working on that. So I have seven, eight, nine, ten, and this is this is twelve. So those episodes will go up tonight. Um, if you're enjoying the content that you are seeing and you want to see more like this, uh, be sure to give the video a thumbs up. Uh, so hang that subscribe button, along with notification bells on. Uh, a couple of things we're going to get into episode 12 tonight. Um, give a preview for the Washington football team versus the Falcons. I'm going to recap after Thursday night football game with the Jags and the Bengals. I'm also going to recap the Ravens versus – I'm going to also give a preview for the Denver Broncos and Ravens game Sunday. Uh, not really much going on right now with the Orioles and the Nationals. Uh, the Nationals are currently playing the Red Sox. We're playing the Blue Jays, and the Orioles are down two to zip. Nationals and Red Sox are still tied zip zip, bottom of the fourth. So um, we're going to talk about game two for both the conference finals with the Sun and the Mercury coming out and getting getting a much needed win, and got some some things around the. NFL, a little bit of baseball, and some NBA news. A couple of topics in the NBA I think is really good to talk about, especially with Kyrie. Uh, Shaq had some, some comments about Kyrie. Ben Simmons, once again, I cannot stress how that is getting annoying to talk about. But game two. Of the uh, round three of the WNBA playoffs last night was really good. I was watching, I was trying to keep it in between watching that and Thursday Night Football, but I kind of got turned off from watching that because it was the Jack versus the Bengals. And Thursday Night Football to me is not really that great. Uh, but the Phoenix Mercury defeated. I don't know why I didn't say you. Okay. Oh, one second. It's, it's not there. It is. There we go. Okay.
All right, there it is. It's acting really stupid on my end. I apologize. So, the Phoenix Mercury <clears throat> was a good game. Um, Diana Taurasi uh, cannot say enough about the White Mamba. Um, she scored 37 points in 25 minutes. Um, no, if just for the record, I am not one of those that said that she needs to retire. She's not the same. That's not me. Uh, you know, I, I still see a, a productive player and who goes out there and gives it her all. Um, I mean, where, where do I, you know, she was 10 of 13 from the, from, from the field, nine of nine from the free throw line. I mean, she hit eight threes, eight, um, you know, again, I, I, I pointed to it. Not, not just the big three, but the others got to step up. You know, you had five Mercury players in, the, in double figures. Uh, they scored 68 points in the first half, shooting 76.5% from the field, seven threes. Um, Mercury and then it all had shot like 60% according to this box score right here. The, the outbounded Las Vegas, 36-23. Skylar Diggins had 17. Um but last night, I, I don't really know where the um, where it all went. I mean, Kelsey Plum had 25, and Raquana Williams had 17. I don't really know why they had Liz Cambage out there starting. I know she's just coming off COVID. Um, she did play 25 minutes, but you know, there were some moments where she looked out of breath. She didn't. She just is not in basketball shape. I mean, basketball shape, like you know. She's like not I, – I just see someone that just completely just was just tired. But she had 13 points. Um, I don't like the fact – I didn't – I should have pointed this out when they played the Liberty. Um, they were not playing – their home arena it is the Footprint Center. Uh, I don't understand – the scheduling conflict. So apparently they have to play at Arizona state arena. Um, and then the Suns is having to have a preseason game against the, the, the Lakers. So that's kind of a bit unfair, but I mean, I know I said, they're not playing in, at the footprint. Like what's that about? But, um, I will say this: Phoenix's bench has got to step it up a little bit more. I mean, Las Vegas outscored them forty-two to twenty-three. Um, the Aces had a cut; they cut it down to twelve, but it just wasn't enough. I, I just think I just think with Phoenix, it just came out better, better than they did before. Excuse me. Um, I just, I just, I feel like again. I think the key is the big three, but that bench has really got to pick it up. Should I pick it up? Um, Brittany Grimes is going to do her thing. Uh, you know, I know she said someone in the game, they said it during the game, she treats like a single, a single elimination game for sure. Um, again, I'm disappointed with it, you know, but despite her size and the size in the front court that Las Vegas has, to make Brittany Griner to, to kind of contain her, they didn't, they just didn't have any answer. And that was very, very disappointing. Um, you know, I'm talking about, you know, covering her in the post, get her away from the basket. They got, you know, the momentum is now, is now shifted towards uh, Connecticut. So they got to do that. So they got to, Las Vegas has to go back to the drawing board. But I know. Uh, as great as a coach that Bill Lambert is, he ain't panicking. He's not worried. So uh, it was a great game. 
of the Phoenix Mercury versus the Las Vegas Aces. It just was just really disappointing to see. Let me show Cam what's good, bro. I see the comments. This is my something on my end that's making it act laggy. Um so yeah, that was that was that was the first game of the of the of the conference finals. Uh the Connecticut Sun. Um big win. Uh just I, I, when I look back at the box score, I really couldn't believe it. Bro, you got to give us that bonus when you go for go live for sure. I got you. I got you next time. I got you. I'm just trying to go on earlier, so I ain't got to go on late at night. But um, I, 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 was look, I was looking at the, the box score, right? And... I, I was very, very disappointed that John Paul Jones. It wasn't that she played bad. It, it, it's just like she just was non-existent. Um, you know, especially like the, in the first few minutes of the game, they were down eleven nothing. You know, Kurt <laughs> Kurt Miller took <laughs> like I think what was it was like four. They started taking the starters out, and she only played nine minutes going in that first half, and. And only had and had a donut at halftime. Um, I looked at it. There was a, an interview on YouTube. Coach, Coach Miller said she was fine, um, but just twenty four minutes, four point seven rebounds, four assists. Um, that's that 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 Connecticut can't win games like that. She's part of she's part of that formula. Um, John Quill Jones, I mean, don't, I'm not taking anything away from Dewana Bonner, Bronner Jones, Brianne January, Jasmine Thomas, but John Quill Jones takes this team as far as she can take it. Um, but University of Maryland, baby, Alyssa Thomas, you know, nine months ago, was it nine, it's a nine, but nine months, she tore Achilles. Oh, where did she play overseas? Don't tell me. Czech Republic. And I mean, saying like just uh, like Brianna Stewart, I knew she was out for the season. Sadly, um, it was great to see her back on the basketball court. But what they needed the most, she stepped up. Fifteen points, eleven is eleven rebounds, six assists. And I'm telling you, she look. I mean, she's she's all over the floor. Uh, I mean, I'm seeing energy, toughness, and I, I you know, I, I just see, I saw all of that. Um, but I think the biggest thing, like I said, again, they're going to have, they're going to, I mean, everyone's entitled to a bank, but you can't, let me me say it this way. You can't turn it off. You can't turn it up, turn it on. I'm not saying John Paul Jones does that. What I'm saying is, is that that can't happen going into game three. Um, I think the biggest key was their fourth quarter. You know, they were dead. it was 59-58 going into the fourth. Um, again, Alyssa Thomas, you know, they went on a 21-9 run. Again, just scoring. 10 of her 15 points played a role in the 21 points in the fourth quarter. Of Alyssa Thomas, um, again, you know, Candace Parker and Kalia Copper, you know, they had twenty-five points combined. But it, it just wasn't enough. It really wasn't enough for Chicago. Um, I, I just, I just, I just really hate to see that. Um, I mean, Chicago looked, you know. To me, they look. They had the momentum from game one, um, but and also too was Jasmine Thomas's birthday Thursday, yesterday, and Bria Hartley's birthday. So ironically, they got birthdays on when birth wins on their birthday. 
So happy, happy belated birthday, ladies. Hope you do something fun for y'all's birthdays. And congratulations to Jasmine Thomas and Natasha Henderman on their on their engagement. Uh so game three, Chicago, they go, then Connecticut goes to Chicago. Uh so apparently I was reading this article, and this is what Coach Miller said. Both teams are going to have an adventure going to Chicago on Friday. We're going to have three separate flights on two at two separate airports in order to try and keep some of our players that are much taller than I am out of the middle seat, he said. I've been told it's a very similar case with Chicago, which wouldn't surprise me. We booked our flight soon to Chicago. That's going to be the case no matter if we went to Seattle, Phoenix, or Chicago. Wow. So they're going to fly out of Boston and Connecticut? That's tough. And wish we could have, we, we, we wish we could charter. It's something that's been a conversation for years, Jasmine Thomas said, especially during the playoffs. Both teams are going through similar things. That's insane. I've never heard of that. Well, I know that's been, I know that was kind of a, a it, not, not, not kind of, it is an issue that some have been talking about. They're flying commercial, and there's no way I had my I'm, my team has to take two two flights from two different cities, Boston and then Connecticut. That's that's ridiculous. That's not that makes no sense. Then you got to worry, and then you got to take into consideration it could be a flight delay, um, and all that. Like no, that's again, like I said, these are. These are things that I'm, 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 again, we talk about, we can talk about expansion of the WNBA, but we, we, we can't talk about expansion and we're not fixing these issues. It, it, it just, it just can't happen. It really can. Um, but I think the biggest keys for a game two for Connecticut was uh, Connecticut's defense I'm telling you, their, their defense is just something spectacular. Um, they control, they contain Chicago's ball movement, and they got Chicago in early foul trouble, especially with Steffi Dolson and Azura Stevens. They had three fouls in the second quarter. That's those. That's the key. And again, I'm not sure if it's you know again the physicality. You know, because again, when the playoffs slow, when you get into the playoffs, the game slows down. So I'm not sure if that's kind of had an effect on John Quell. And I don't want to make that assumption, but they're going to need her to. They're going. To, I mean, I'm glad Alyssa Thomas picked her up, but you know, stepped up when it was needed. But you know, for this team to go forward, it has to be John Quell. It has to be her the MVP. So great games. I uh, can't wait for game three for both. Um, that means game three, Las Vegas goes to Phoenix. Yes, I already said that. Uh, I can't believe we're going to really talk about this Thursday night football game. It was mediocre. I mean, mediocre. I mean, these, I mean, well, the Bengals actually, let me take me back up. The Bengals actually looking, 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 are looking a little good. Um, I'm a fan of Joe Burrow. I like Tyler Boyd. Um, again, Biggest things I took away from it, Joe Burrow. Uh, I think Zach Taylor, as a, his coaching style, I think he tends to be more aggressive throwing the throwing the ball. Um, they moved the ball, especially if more better in the second half than the first half, and the defense stepped up too when it was needed. Um, I, with Jacksonville, they only had the ball for 93 seconds. I think it was in the third quarter, and gave the ball right back to Cincinnati. Um, their defense was a, it was a, it was in the fourth, late fourth quarter, where they put it and gave it and gave Cincinnati the win. Um, once again, I mean, I'll say positives for Jacksonville. They had a 14, they had a 14 point lead. Uh, again, 
James Robinson and Trevor Lawrence, you know, had were responsible for those for those 14 points. Um, offensively, they just can't keep up with Cincinnati, especially those last two quarters. Um, when you can't get off the field, they had three, like there was like a few drives where it was like three to five minutes. Jacksonville only had three offensive possessions in the second half. And two of those were punts. Getting, I'm telling you, getting off the field is for Jacksonville in the and that second half was horrendous. Um, Urban Meyer, they had it. I mean, again, in the first half, it looked really great. It looked good. I don't know what where it went in the second half. I don't. Um, but I definitely think when in the second half that when they when Cincinnati responded with 14 points, they make it 21-14. That was it. But also to that holding penalty, I think it was Trey Hendon with like three something left. That cost him the game. That cost him the game. Um, I think the Jags play the Titans. That's going to be an ugly loss. And those and those Bengals, they go up to. They, they, well, they, well, they're lucky. They get to stay at home, but because Aaron Rodgers is coming to their home. So that should be an interesting game. Um, so they've played, so they'll see them next Sunday because the Packers are playing the Steelers this week, this Sunday. Huh. That should be an interesting game, too. That should be that actually. I want to see how, how Big Ben responds to these critics. I want to see it. I respect Big Ben. I think he's he's a Hall of Famer. He's not the same quarterback, but I want to see how he. I want to see how the Pittsburgh Steelers respond to this to this to the criticism. But that was pretty much Thursday Night Football. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I you know I think it's. I think I think some of it's coaching. A lot of it is coaching. And my, I'm going to take that back. Um, I mean, they're not a bad team. I, I just think that you know they did. The, you know they gotta learn how to hold leads and learn how to get off the field. I think a lot of it starts with Urban Meyer and the coaching staff. I do, um, but we'll see. We'll see how it looks. The Baltimore Ravens versus those Broncos. I don't know what to really feel about this game. Um, when was the last time we faced them? Uh, the last time we faced them was in the AFC Championship game where we beat them in overtime, and then we played them week one. We were supposed to play them here. We had a conflict schedule with the Orioles, and we got shellacked there. Um, I think, like, the series between us and Denver, is, they've got six. We've got six. Um, no, I take it back. 2018 was the last time we saw them, and we won. We have beaten them. We're two and zero against them in, in the postseason. Um, I, I will say this: why, why I, why I, you know, am, you know, the mindset that Justin Tucker is the greatest kicker of all time. I, I, I told you on the last episode that was an ugly win. When I mean ugly, I'm talking about offensively. This and, and I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna keep saying this narrative that Lamar Jackson can't throw the ball, he can't throw. Let's put that bullshit to rest because he he clearly had some he nice nice passes, and Mr. Hollywood Brown and Butterfingers dropped two of them. He had a nice dime pieces that Duvernay. So this notion, this narrative, again these narratives, he can't throw the ball. So that's another thing he can that that can be checked off that that box. Um, I will say this, while I'm not comfortable, real, real quick, let me just say this, because that's not the injury report here. I'm not a fan of, I, I don't, I don't know who this is, but somebody here on Twitter put out a 
they tweet saying that we were all healthy to play. Let me just tell you who this is the injury report. So Ronnie Stanley will not play. Derek Wolf will not play. Callis Campbell, Justin Houston, not sure yet. It says not listed. Anthony Everett, questionable. Deshaun Elliott, questionable. Chuck Clark, questionable. Pernell McPhee, questionable. Geno Stone, questionable. Alejandro Vanueva, questionable. Lamar Jackson, questionable. Marlon Humphrey, questionable. Tavon Young, questionable. I'm not, you know what I'm thinking also too? A lot of these injuries are from when they were jumping up and down way after he kicked that field goal. <laughs> That's what I think. No, but seriously. You know, I, people need to make sure they have their facts before they put stuff like that on, on Twitter. Because the guy, I don't know who it was, and said we were at full strength. I just gave you about fifth, uh, more less than 15 guys that are questionable. Half of them are questionable, including our starting quarterback. So I don't know if that was to, 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 to troll us. I don't know. But that's either here nor there. Baltimore is going to have to, you know, I, I want to see some, I want to see some mix of plays. I want to see what I saw in Detroit can be better. Oh, and, and by the way, they had people had were calling up Aaron Glenn about how did you, how did, like, what did you do to contain Lamar Jackson? Are you serious? Y'all are that desperate. You called up Aaron Glenn and said, yo, how did you guys um, contain him? How did you guys how did you guys figure him out? Nobody figured anybody out. It was offensively a horrible game. It was ugly. But anywho, Denver has a, a defense that I can't sneeze at. They're allowing eight point, it's like eight point six points a game. Can't sneeze at that. They're number one, they're the number one ranked defense. They're number one, they're number they're second ranked in the run and pass defense. So Baltimore's going to have to make some adjustments on that for sure. Vaughn Miller, we're going to slow him down with some some type of creative blocking for sure. That's key. Um, we have four running backs that I, I I know can get the job done. Um, because we average my notes here, we're ranked number one with 185 yards per rushing. And then we're averaging 27 points per game, which is a let, which is in the top 15, which is ranked 11. Um, Tom, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, y'all can see what y'all want about him. I've always been a fan. He's looking really good. He has four touchdowns, no, no, no Apple turnovers. Um, Cortland Sutherland, no, Corden Sutton, Tim Patrick, uh, he loves those guys for sure. Um, Baltimore's got to contain the big plays. And, you know, Teddy Bridgewater's going to try to pull, I want to say some Colin Murray, Murray stuff, but he's definitely going to try to pull some things. So Baltimore's got to figure that out. Um, we're second, we're, no, we're, th- we're 30th. We've allowed 300 yards, three, over 300 yards per game. Because the secondary has just, just been uneven with injuries. Um. We gotta we gotta we gotta work on that. You know our run defense. We already know is is, is great. Um, Brandon Williams is back in the lineup for sure. Um, I can't take anything away from Baltimore. I mean, Detroit was a battle tested game. Kansas City was a hard fought game, and 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 Baltimore and against Oakland that was a battle tested. But you know we're playing. That's our this is our third road game in four weeks. Um, I think I think the biggest thing I just it can come down to who has who holds the ball more in terms of possession, turnovers. We just gotta just figure it out. You know, we're not only dealing with injuries. Denver, Jerry Jerry Judy's out. Ronald Darby. 
Bradley Chubb. Uh, I think his name is Josie Joel. Um, they have two offensive linemen that are also out, and they're not sure if they're going to play. So offensively, we've got to pick it up, and we just got to just – I think that's key. So I'm going to say the Baltimore Ravens are going to win 31-24. Okay. The Washington football team plays those dirty birds, the Atlanta Falcons. Um, after that horrendous, um, the horrendous performance as a defense, we're going to have to um, come out against Atlanta. I mean, Statistic, my notes. Atlanta ranks 29th, 16 points a game, and there's 27 in total yards. That's mediocre. But for some unknown, but again, it's the New York Giants because they stink. They beat them 17-14. Washington's defense, they are allowing 432 yards. That's the second most in the NFL. Chase Young leads is lead six X in three games, but that defense is the key. I'm looking at Atlanta's defense. They have showed some improvement. They held New York last week to 14 points. Yes, they registered six X and I think they're like one of four, like is it four or five teams that have yet to get an interception yet? So I'm I'm a little concerned going into this game because Washington has to be defensively prepared. I think Tyler Heineke will have a bounce back game for sure. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <clears throat> the running game. I mean, Antonio Gibson has gotten off to a very slow start. It's like he's trying to find his way back into it, but. I, 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 like, I like to see him get involved early in this game against Atlanta. <clears throat> but, my gosh, defensively, that's the key. It starts with our defense. If our defense holds Matt Ryan, because they're going to they're, they're gonna build – they're building momentum. They are building momentum off that win against New York. Now – you have Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts. We cannot give Matt Ryan time in the pocket. If we do, it's going to be a long game. Now, I don't want to – I was reading something where Riverboat Ron said along the lines of um, – He's not going to start Kyle Allen. He's confident in Tyler Heineke. I mean, quarterbacks are entitled to have a bad game. Um, pretty much, I need to see Tyler Heineke go for like 300 yards. I need to see that. I need to see Scary Terry. Again, the running attack. I just got to see these guys go off. Um, I will say this: I've been looking at trying to look. I've been looking at some 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 of the Atlanta Falcon games, and I, I I'm going to give Kyle Pitts a pass. Um, uh, I, I think he's still figuring the system out. I don't I, like. I don't really. I, you know, it, it's. It's still an adjustment period. Um, Julio Jones didn't want to be there anymore. I don't know where this 
in this narrative that they should still have kept them. Um, I mean, I mean, even with him there, I mean, the offense wasn't going to be number one. So the biggest issue is just blocking up front and containing Washington's front four. That's what Atlanta has to do. Uh, Cordero, Cordero Patterson, I cannot believe he's actually a running back and a wide receiver at the same time. That's amazing. Um, we'll see. We will see. Um, but I'm, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the Washington football team the edge. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say 27-21. I am. Uh, as I stated, uh, it's the bottom, middle. It's the top of the six with the bottom Orioles. We're down two nothing to the Toronto Blue Jays. This is actually our last series, uh, last three games of the season, ladies and gentlemen, for the Orioles, and it's still zip zip. Boston Red Sox and Washington Nationals. Washington Nationals top of the sixth. So, um, I mean, what am I to say? Um, I don't know what's going to what it's going to look like for next season um, for the Nationals. I don't know what Ryan Zimmerman's decision is. Actually, it's Escobar's. So he's having a resurgence for sure. Um, it seems like that we have pieces in Washington. We know that we're going to keep. There's um, a couple kids. There's a couple guys we called up, but um, yeah, we'll see. But I'll keep you guys updated. You'll probably get that game Sunday. I think what I'm going to do. I think I'm just going to cover these last three games, these last three games of peace, respectively, and do it that way. Uh, with the Orioles, um, <laughs> I got to give a shout out to the Seattle Mariners fans um, because I think we want to we beat the Red Sox um, and held them, it kept them from getting into the playoffs. So. It was real cool that they were donating to different charities and for like Bo Gabba and different things like that. So that's respect. I appreciate that. That is respect. Shout out to the Seattle Mariners. Or actually remind me of the 2012 Orioles. This Seattle Mariners team looked like a, look a, a lot like the 2012 Orioles. So trust your eyes. Um, they have a picture on the Twitter of Robert Andino. This was a the Boston Red Sox, on paper, they had the best team in the league. They had Adrian Gonzalez, Carl Crawford, all of them. And all they had to do was win one more game. And game 162, we 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 spoiled this surprise. We spoiled with a Robert Andino hit. And Nolan Rimel scored. <laughs> um, so that they did not, the manager second for the wild card. Um, so we'll see what happens, but, um, that's what's going on in with the Orioles and Nationals. So really quick around the league, we're going to send my congratulations to Shady McCoy, LaShawn McCoy. He's calling their career, uh, Hall of Famer in my book, former Eagle. Um, he played for the Buccaneers too. I mean, Nothing bad to say, but I wish him all, wish him all but the best and wish and best endeavors in his retirement. You probably see him on TV. You'll probably see him on TV. Um, what do I think is going to happen when the New England, when Tom Brady goes back up there to Foxborough? Um, I think they're going to give him a standing ovation. Um, I guarantee they'll probably do a tribute, but I don't think he and Belichick will shake hands. I don't. Um, I expect a competitive game. I'm going to give the young kid the upset. I'm going to say Mac Jones beats New England in the in the in the Patriots beat the Buccaneers. Um, I want to see what the Steelers look like against against the Packers. 
again with the Bears. We're not going to talk about that. We talked about it in the last episode. Um, and it pretty much is all just injuries. I can't tell you the amount of injuries so far. And we're not even – it's not week four. It is insane. It is really insane with injuries. Uh, around baseball, Alan Rainwright signed with one more year with the Cardinals for next year. So I like that. Probably will see him and Yadier Molina walk retire together. Um, Devin Williams is out for the postseason playoff. He broke his hand. He hit his hand on the door or something like that. Um, the Braves and the Astros clinched their division titles. They won the divisions respectively. This is Dusty Baker's fifth division title where he's won on multiple teams. He's the first manager to do that. So congratulations to Dusty Baker. Um, the Cardinals clinched a wild card. They won 17 straight games. That's my sleeper team. That's my, that is my sleeper team. Um, the awards, I tried, to, I tried to get Nick Rosario on here today, but I, didn't, I haven't heard from him in, turn, in terms of Going over the awards, um, MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, all that. I didn't, I didn't hear from him, so I'm going to reach out to him again to get him on here before the season's over. Um, Oakland Athletics, they actually were eliminated from the playoffs. It's going to be an interesting offseason for them. Don't really know what's going to happen. Um I don't know what they're going to do. You know, I know they, they're, they're, new, they're looking for a new ballpark, but they want to stay in Oakland. But it's, it's, it's money. They want, they think it's like $800 million. Um, like, just playing there at Ricky Henderson Field, I think that the last – I read it somewhere. I think it was on MLB.com or something. They only had, like, less than 10,000 fans and, and at the, at their stadiums. Like, that's – and you want a new stadium? That that can't happen. Um, as far as Bob Melvin and Billy Bean are, I, I, st- I, I see stability. Um, Billy Bean has done the best he can, but – when, when you have ownership that's like real stingy with money, I mean, hell, I like to see Billy Bean and Mark Elias work together. I like to see Bob Melvin on the coaching staff at Baltimore. I like to see that. Um, the Oakland Athletics has some things to really work out as far as next season, but um, that's all that's really going on in, in baseball. Uh, as far as the NBA goes, um, the Ben Ben Simmons drama in Philadelphia once again is 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 that is a, is a, is just something else, man. I, I tell you, they're not they're going to they were not going to pay him eight point two million dollars million dollars that was due to him today because he's holding out. So, listen, that is Ben Simmons' choice. You're not going to play. We're going to, we're going to suspend you. You won't get paid. Listen, I I really don't understand what more you 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 want like that you want. You know, the team is built around his needs. I mean, they they've they've pretty much they let. Jimmy walked, so the ball could be in your hands more. But again, Kendrick Perkins said they on first take. It's the mindset. What more do you want? Like when 
your MVP and defensive player and, and one of the candidates for defensive player of the year who averaged 28 a game, best shooting of his career so far, and saying that the franchise is going, is literally bending backwards and forwards for you. It's always been built around you. That's a problem. I mean, I don't understand what, what, what I mean, what is it that you're not getting? We're saying just learn how to shoot the ball. I, I, I don't get it. Well, let me take a look with Jimmy Butler. He didn't see he didn't say anything to Philadelphia. He just didn't like how things were going on with the organization. That's why he left. Jimmy Butler would have stayed if he wanted to, but internally he wasn't liking what he saw. He didn't get along with Brent Brown. But I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting really, really tired of the excuses for Ben Simmons. Instead of just calling it for what it is. I, 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 you, you're making $200 million, rookie of the year. I, I, I just don't get it. Let me show you this clip from first tape. Because, again, I got to give Kendrick Perkins a shout-out. He, he puts more perspective into it. In the locker room saying, hey, let's get it, man. Look, he don't want to play with us, whatever. I've been in locker rooms like that. And I'm going to say this. People better be careful if and watch out for the Philadelphia 76ers. Because things like this only bring a ball club closer. And I wouldn't be surprised if they get off to a hot start and be one of the best teams in the NBA. Hold on, Perk. I got you. Before we move on, because yeah. we got to move on to another subject. Really quickly, Molly and Perk. Ben Simmons saying that and Perk highlighting that it's over also kind of made things difficult for the Sixers as well because now you it's almost like you got to get rid of Ben Simmons yeah. even more. Yeah, absolutely. And other teams know that. Remember, so they might under, try to undercut yeah. value. Well, here's the thing. The Philadelphia 76ers have leverage. Ben Simmons doesn't. That that group that he's in, the rich, the clutch sports, they, they where they bully, you know, the, their own, the, you know, their teams to trade them to whatever. Like Anthony Davis, you know, if you don't trade me to Los Angeles play with LeBron, I'm not going to play. They had the Pelicans had better deals from Boston, New York. I can't remember another team they had better deals for. But we're not going to. You're not going to bully me into trading you where you want to go. I don't care if it's, we, we, we'll we gladly trade you to Sacramento, but I'm going to get a deal what's best for the Philadelphia 76ers, not for Rich Paul, not for Ben Simmons. Ain't happening. Elton Brand and that front office, they better have a set of balls because this, this is getting ridiculous. I, 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 the excuses for him has got to stop. It's really, really got to stop. NBA reached 95% of vaccination rates among the players. Um, that's still kind of the talk of the town. I know I read an article where Ted Cruz supports the players that are unvaccinated, and I'm not going to get into that, but I'm going to get into the Kyrie situation. Um, the big Aristotle, a.k.a. Shaquille O'Neal, had some things to say, and I'm going to play the clip, and we're going to end the podcast. I will go upstairs and say, get him up out of here. Mm-hmm. Get him up out of here. You, you, we, we, we go in with a two-punch and a great shooter. And some rebounds like we got. Get his ass about here. Because now every day, I have to ask the questions about him. 
And when he's doing that, get his ass up out of there. Whoever owns the Brooklyn Nets, get him up out of there. Okay, so I just want to give you some context. So this is a lot of this is due to the fact of um, Kyrie Irving uh, pretty much saying, you know, respect my privacy about where his vaccination status is. And again, you know, and I understand that, but um, some of the things that have been occurring, and it's not with, it's just, it's not with Actually, let me let me play this clip so it makes more sense. But before I before I get before I explain it even further, I try not to belittle another man's opinion. However, let me tell you what what I think. In this game of ours, sometimes you have to think about other people rather than yourself. Now, Kyrie has his views; he has his opinions. I'm not going to knock that. But he does have an obligation because he took that two hundred million. Right. Only thing I don't like is, oh, I, I like, you know, you know, respect my privacy. Once you sign up for this life, there is no privacy. <clears throat> you have to accept it. But if you're on my team and you can't play uh, home games, I don't want you around. Like we have a chance to win, and if you ain't on the program, go somewhere else. Period. Hey, whatever your reasons are, cool I'm with that, but. You, we ain't gonna be going back and forth for forty-one games, whether you're gonna play or not. Get your ass up out of here. I mean, I think the comments are—it's a bit—it's fair, but I think it's a bit much. Um, I, 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 I just think that the biggest thing with the Brooklyn Nets. They're going to have to do what's best for the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, honestly and truthfully, it's not it's not with COVID. it's not COVID. I mean, ever since Kyrie left the Cavs, he's really just been a distraction. I mean, he failed he failed as a leader in Boston. That didn't work. And then and when he was in, was in Brooklyn before COVID, you know, he comes out and says, you know, we don't have them, we don't have pieces, we don't have talent here. Give me some more help. Um But you're making two hundred million dollars. Uh, I, I just it, it's it's a sticky situation. I mean, again, it's it's your it's it's every it's your choice as an individual what to do. But at the end of the day, look, the NBA said we're not going to pay you guys those are not vaxxed. All decisions, whether you like it or not, they come with consequences, good or bad. And Kyrie has to sit has, has to sit back. Not just all Kyrie, all of us have to sit back and look and, and think about the cause of the decision of our choice. If he's cool with that, nothing that I can do, nothing Kevin Durant can do, Steve Nash can do. Now I don't like the fact that if he would can if he just decides to just leave the Brooklyn Nets high and dry, that causes that could hurt them winning a championship. I I just don't I just don't understand this this mindset as a as a society today where we're more about self. Instead of community, and it's and it's bad, and it, and it and it's a two way street. But it seems like you know, like when I listen to some of their reasonings, when I, when I when I when I really hear what they're talking about, because again, I have been consistent. You can go back and look at the tape. I have been consistent. It is your choice as an individual what to do. I encourage you to do the research and educate yourself on these things. Their reasonings, they're, they're you know they're. they're I'm saying to myself, well, what does your your family think? What do you, you know, cold heartedly? But 
I, I just feel like Kyrie, they need, they need to have a sit down with him. They really do. But I don't know. I, I, I just I, I just think that you're making million you know, you you are missing the bigger picture. You know I I, I I respect his beliefs, but it, it's a, it's a tricky situation. And and with Kyrie, you know, especially with him, you, you you don't know you don't know what to expect from Kyrie. You really don't. I mean, this is the same Kyrie Irving that told everybody. Don't go down to Orlando. So, and again, Brooklyn's going to figure it out. But I want to play real quick, and I'm and I'm gonna end it off with here. I wanted to hit, want you to listen to what Kendrick Burgess had to say, and then we're done. We're we're we're, we're, going, we're on the way out, and I'll probably see, and I will see y'all. Ooh, Sunday, probably Sunday. Obviously, we all know the talent, but it's starting to become some trouble with it as well. I know it's a big personal decision. What's your reaction to what Shaq just said that they should get rid of him? Well, you know what? Shaq is absolutely right. And, and here's why, right? And he's, to me, he's sending a message to the franchise player, the guy that holds the keys over there, and Kevin Durant. And we all know that, yes, Sean Marks is the general manager, and he's, you know, he makes the trades and come up with it running the front office. But guess what? Everything is ran by Kevin Durant. And so Shaq is saying, I was a franchise guy. I was that dude. And look, if you're trying to win a championship, you need everybody to be 100% in. Now, I know it's a, it's a, it's a touchy subject when it comes down to being vaccinated and things of that nature. I'm not going to dive in that, into that. But he's telling Kevin Durant, hey, man, listen, you have a chance to do something. You have James Hart. Don't let this man be a distraction. Sometimes you got to be, be man enough to walk upstairs and pull the plug. I don't disagree. I mean, I, I think I think what Kendrick's saying is fair because you know, like the Brooklyn Nets, other than the, the the Los Angeles Lakers, they 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 are a championship contender, and I, I I really I really hate for I really hate for the fact those forty those forty one games that Kyrie could could potentially miss, that could have an impact on the Brooklyn Nets. It it, it really could, so I, I just. I don't know. It's I, I, I'm just hoping that there is some type of resolution, you know, something because Kyrie Irving is a is a great is a great is a good basketball player, but. And I don't want to talk about LeBron James with his you talking about you know where he stands. You know, LeBron James is. Uh, I, I mean, with, with COVID, it, it's become political. Um, there was something that Draymond Green said that really, really touched with me, and uh, I was watching on Gary Sheffield's Twitter page, and here's here's the clip again, and. How dare you leave this team and not go tend to your wife for what that could mean for this team? That's that's something that's personal to him. That's health related. That's you know something that's personal to his family. This is no different. 
this is, you know, we're dealing with something that to me feels like has turned into a political war. Um, when, when you're talking about a vaccination and non-vaccinated, uh, I think it's become very political. And, you know, for someone who's not extremely into politics, uh, when, when you make something so political and people, not everyone is into politics, then you can also turn those people off. You know, and, you know, I think there is something to be said for people's concern about something that's being pressed so hard. Like, why are you pressing this so hard? Like, so much, you're just pressing and pressing and pressing. I think you have to honor people's feelings and and their own personal beliefs. And I think that's been lost um, when it comes to vaccinated and non-vaccinated. Uh, and it, it kind of sucks that that's been lost um, because you, you're you essentially not giving anyone, uh, we, you know, you say we live in a land of the free. Well, you're not giving anyone freedom because you're making people do something essentially uh, without necessarily making them, you're making them do something. And that goes against everything that America stands for or supposedly stands for. And so I don't think, no, I know I'm not in any position to go tell him what he should or should not be doing. Right. Um, and I, as a leader of this team, I'm not going to go to him and say, hey, man, we really need, no, the hell, you do what you feel you want to do. That that has nothing. I'm not going to go and ask him, did he get a polio vaccine? Uh, so why would I go ask him if he got a COVID vaccine? He's referring to Andrew Wiggins, y'all, because uh, Andrew Wiggins, he tried to get a, He tried to get the religious exemption and they 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 declined it. So I mean unfortunately again it's 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 this is it's just muddy terror it's muddy water. And again, I again I just encourage people to just do the research and just and just educate yourself on these things. Uh, we we have we we all have to understand that at some point we all got to do our part and trying to end this thing together. I know it, it, we're all stressed out. I understand it, but if all we if if we just continue to bicker amongst one another, we keep saying where 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 as a society is the growth? Where is it? And you know, I, I I would never, if I had if I was in if I was a teammate of Kyrie Irving or Bradley Beal, because they made it clear that you know, well Kyrie no, because he said respect his privacy. Bradley Beal's made it clear that he's not he didn't get it. But again, I respect his choice. That is his choice. I I would be I as a teammate I would be frustrated. Uh, I mean, not let me let me use that word. I'll be disappointed because. Those are 41 games. He is not could potentially not miss and not get paid for. And that could hurt us going making the playoffs. Like, let me, let me just put it into perspective, right? Cause I'm not trying to guilt trip anybody, but Carl Anthony Towns. I can't tell you the brother I, that and I, I I just I pray for him. I do. He lost his mom to COVID. He himself has COVID. I mean, just look around us as a as a global community. This pandemic, I mean, has affected jobs, taken loved ones away from us. We're, we're, we're like, we got to get back. We have to get back. We have to get to a place where we need to put our faith and trust in God, and we have to educate ourselves. And we have to, and we just have to stop this back and forth. We, we need, there needs to be more of this and not, because ah, it look, it, it is, it just, it's not getting us anywhere. It really isn't. Look at this chaos in Washington, D.C. But listen, I just encourage people 
to just do the research, educate yourselves, and just put in it or just continue to just, you know, thank God for another day, pray, you know, just continue to put your faith and trust in him. Because at the end of the day, you know, without, you know, with God, any, any, anything's possible. And God gives you too much. He, he'll, he'll never give you too much you can't handle. So, um, you know, if you like the video, be sure to give it a thumbs up. Um, comment. Let me know y'all y'all thoughts on the video. Episode 13 will probably go up Sunday. Um, I'm going to have a guest that's a columnist. I'm hoping to have him on here for an interview. And I have been trying to get some athletes on here, crossing fingers. It's not been easy. I'm crossing my fingers. But if you enjoyed the video, give a thumbs up. Consider the subscribe button. Uh, that's episode 12 of the podcast. You know, with that being said, I'm out. Peace. Yeah, y'all. Have a good weekend. First of all, listen, uh, it's interesting about all these young guys today. They never call on us and say, hey, thanks for the kind word and tell me how great a player I am. But when they play like crap and we call them out, they, we don't know what we're talking about. Listen, I'm easy to find, but I get sick of these guys complaining. Uh, these young guys, they never call us and say, when a coach is wrong, I'm going to call him out. But when players are wrong, I'm going to call them out. But listen, I'm going to criticize guys that they deserve it. And listen, they can kiss my ass if they don't like it.